Good morning, you nutters. How you doing? So, hopefully you had a good weekend. However it went, good, bad, doesn't matter. Today's a new day. We have to let it. Whatever happened, full stop. Remember, whatever happens, full stop. Don't add to it. Some of you would have had an amazing weekend. Some of you would have had a mediocre. Some of you would have had a terrible weekend where you planned to do something and it went the opposite way. That's just how it is. What can we learn is the real question from weekends. Good, bad, mediocre. The more we learn about ourselves. I, f- I look at weekends as like little experiments into our own behavior. You know, they're very fascinating actually when you think about the social scenarios we could put into, how we behave. Did we do something because someone said to do it? Did we do something because we didn't want to feel like a loser or like we didn't want to not go with a crowd? You know, like looking at these things, can we like spot things and go, wow, like I'm acting like that because I didn't want to upset someone. And we learn all these things. And if we don't have attention on these things, we don't learn. And I think there's no need for uh, energy. There's no need for effort in attention. There's no effort in attention or awareness, whatever you want to call it. I know someone's mentioned before, like about you need a lot of self-control and all the stuff. I don't think it's true. Self-control means you you want to force something, or self or self-discipline means you wanna you really want to do one thing, but you're trying to force another thing. But we're not trying to force anything on these weekends. We're just being attentive and aware, and we're not judging ourselves. And we see how we go, and we learn from them. And over time, this awareness changes our thoughts changes how we think about weekends and it takes sometimes this happens immediately sometimes it takes time an example is like I just said you might be aware now that you've only been drinking more because you don't want to feel upset people because you don't want to say that you don't want to drink more so that you keep drinking and you spill later on in the day or you feel terrible in the night you get indigestion and you end up eating takeaways and the next day you feel terrible about it because you've realized at a specific moment there's some person you don't want to upset by saying you don't want any more drinks you know and then when you realize that completely, you start thinking, you know what, why don't I just be upfront next time and say, look, I'm not feeling after any, any more drinks. I feel terrible and oh, I feel terrible and just be like, look, I, I don't want to have, have any more drinks. I can't speak. <laughs> I don't want to have any more drinks. Um, and that's it on weekend. So that's it. Now we're done. Let's move on from the weekend. We got today to get on with. Uh, many of you now are into the final two weeks of the Octagon Challenge. Now, this isn't a time to put your foot off the gas. And I don't mean we're putting our foot on the gas to be going fast. I mean that when we see a finish line in sight, we tend to relax and go, yeah, it's done. And we relax and we basically revert back in some sense to the person we were before. Or we think we can stop being attentive to the days and we can just kind of chill and not in, not in a chilling as in the, in the good sense, but like just be like, yeah, whatever. And this is what traps a lot of people, or t- it's like countless, like a counter attack. And basically, people get knocked back and they go, oh, why did I do it? And I'm telling you, this is a very normal part of the process. You see the end in sight. There is no end, okay? The only end is when you die. There is no end, but you see this, you know, end we've made up, and you go, oh, well, the end's coming, I've done my work, I feel good, and then you just kind of slack. And I don't want you to start slacking because the only time we have is now. We slack when we think of the past or the future because we think, oh, that's to come, I've done all that. And then the, 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 the present moment is squandered to you just thinking about what you've done versus what's coming up. And then as those days go on, you've lost momentum and you've lost the now, the here and now. And then you start building negative momentum. Okay, this is, happens all the time. I've seen it happen so many times. I've done it myself. Everyone's done it. There's a book on it called Art of War. The War of Art, and it talks about it. It's called Resistance. He calls it Resistance. And I think it's important to learn that that does happen, all of us. So 
don't feel like there's ever a finish line because there's only today. Honestly, I don't know. This philosophy works. Okay, this philosophy works. So we're bringing it down to today, the Monday. So what have you got, what have you got planned today? Are you going to track your macros today? Are you going to do a workout today? The research is clear on workouts. If you write down what workout you're going to do, the time you're going to do it and where, you actually write it down pen and paper or, you know, then you get into your calendar, you're three times more likely to actually do that workout. So instead of just saying, I'm going to work out tomorrow, you say, I'm going to work out tomorrow at 4 p.m. here, you know, there, I'm going to do this. And you're very specific and you you time it in. Because, you know, we, we work is scheduled in for us anyway, automatically by whoever our employers are. So you've got the nine to five worked in or whatever it is. And then they... Before that and after it, that's up to us to schedule. And some of you might have kids, so the kids essentially auto-schedule in. But there's going to be pockets of time. It's like a lot of people who are on our membership who are mothers, who've got young kids, they say the morning is essential. It's the only time they can get to do that workout when they wake up earlier. You know, that's coming from awareness and attention and understanding their needs. So where is it for you guys? Are you like... Start thinking about, are you tricking yourself thinking, hey, I'm going to work out in the evenings, and then it comes to the evenings, you've got no energy, you're tired, you never do it. Because if that is you, and you keep falling into that loop, we need to start thinking of a different way. When you go, do you know what? I only need to work out three times a week, strength training, if I want to you know, improve my strength, gain muscle. Three times out of seven. You know, you can skip, you can have a workout and not even... Pl- you can say you're going to work out today, not do it, and then do it the next day, and you can do that three times, and you can still be within a seven-day period. Does that make sense? So start thinking about what this week looks like, but more importantly, what this day looks like. And just follow through with it. Don't resist it. You know, like when you wake up in the morning and you go, oh, I don't want to wake up. As soon as you let that thought creep in and have that fight with, should I wake up now? Should I snooze? Should I wake up now? You are in a pickle. (laughs) You are in a right pickle. And usually snooze, snooze, snooze. And then you wake up a bit late and you wake up too late and you're annoyed, you're annoyed and you're going to show you're pissed off at yourself and then you start your day off wrong. So we can't let this, our mind start bringing in these like, oh, should I do it now? Should I do it now? We need to be, say, we're going to do it and follow through with it. And then, then there's no fighting, right? There's no fighting. Once we schedule and we do it, there's no fighting. It gets done, okay? But today as well, I want to cover a few training myths because we're going into the people in the Octagon Challenge have gone through us on the strength seminars. Um, people who've joined our macros app recently who have had access to a new training program you know you might be thinking of training for the first time a scheduled way of training not just jumping about in the uh, in the old living room or doing you know body pump and all that stuff and there's a lot of myths around training so let me cover some now and uh, hopefully you find this useful so training myths one of the first myths is training fasted burns more fat so training fasted you know empty stomach people say train empty stomach burns more fat A 2017 systematic review, so this is a review that looks at all reviews, right? So it's a big look, a a review that looks at every single review and, you know, will basically say these are good ones, these are bad ones. Let's have a look at these good ones. Um, Concluded that fasted compared to fed exercise does not increase the amount of weight and fat mass lost. So it doesn't matter, guys. If you prefer to have something small to eat before working out, happy days. If you prefer to eat on an empty stomach, happy days. Prefer to train on an empty stomach. Personally, I actually prefer training on an empty stomach in the morning. Um, I don't know why. I just do prefer it. And I find that, like, digesting something. It Maybe it's because I try and eat too much before I work out. But I prefer it. But I don't claim or think it's going to burn more fat. Right? It's not true. Um, another myth is lifting heavy weights makes women bulky. This is just definitely not true, guys. I mean, building muscles hard. Really, really, really hard. 
Um, you might see some women who are like powerlifters who've got like godly genetics, who have big muscle bellies and, and I mean, you know, big full muscles and they do gain muscle, but you're not going to gain muscle easily or fast. So don't worry, you're not going to wake up tomorrow going, wow, Scott, I'm look massive. I'm like, nah, it's not happening. Um, okay, so these two myths are easy. Like, you know, the biggest and strongest people in the gym give reliable advice. It's a myth, guys. A lot of people like that. And also, if you've got abs, doesn't mean you know what you're doing. Abs isn't an indicator of knowledge. That's an important point. Abs means you've been in a deficit for a while and been able to maintain it and show abs. Some people show abs easier than others as well. So, you know, just because someone's got abs doesn't mean we know what they're on about. Um, here's another myth. You must keep tr- changing your workout plan to confuse your muscle, right? You can't confuse muscle, right? Your tissue lacks cognitive abilities. Your muscle is just a mechanical thing, right? Changing exercises frequently reduces muscle growth, right? Because you're not giving your muscles a chance to adapt. And you, you pull load to the muscle, it goes... The muscle doesn't actually go... There, so the muscle is like, breaks down... It, it, it's, it struggles with it. It breaks down. It gets stronger to handle our load. And you keep gradually increasing the weight or the reps, the total volume, and it, it'll gradually get stronger and bigger with it. You know, if you keep changing the, the exercises you're doing, you're not going to give your, chance, your body the chance to adapt to the stimulus, right? Another myth is you must do cardio to lose weight. This is not true. I'd actually say the people that tend to do loads of cardio to lose weight, tend to have terrible results um, because they're so focused on calories burned with the cardio. They hate the cardio. It's a, it's a, it's something they do to torture themselves in a sense. You know, it's like, oh, I've got to burn these calories. Do I? Your diet will handle your deficit. Your training is for performance, okay? Um, aerobic exercise is not an effective weight loss strategy. That was also said by the American Journal of Medicine in a meta-analysis. So it's all about nutrition and adding strength training first versus cardio. So they looked at it. Is it better for fat loss to get into a deficit and do strength training or a deficit and do cardio? What they found was a deficit with strength training was actually better in terms of fat loss and muscle retention than than deficit and cardio. Now, cardio is important for heart health. I'm not saying don't do cardio. I'm just saying do not use it as a way to lose weight. You will hate it, you'll hate yourself, you'll hate running, you'll hate everything to do with cardio. Don't do it. Just enjoy your cardio when you, if you want to do it. You know, do a few runs a week if you want. And if you want to do a 10K or a 5K or a marathon, whatever, that's fine. But don't use it as a way to lose weight because it's not very effective. You need to be sore for your workout to be effective. Right, so muscle damage, the cause of that sore feeling, does not correlate with muscle growth. Okay, in fact, excessive levels, excessive levels of muscle damage may Im- even impair growth. So to start with, you're going to get what's called DOMS, delayed onset of muscle soreness, usually kicks in day two, day three, after a big workout. Um, and yeah, when you get a lot of muscle damage, you get a lot of soreness. And it doesn't actually mean you're going to get muscle growth, but it's normal to have DOMS and it's normal for it to go away over time. And sometimes you, you may even get to a position where you never have DOMS after you train, you know. Sometimes you will, when you change it up a bit, but most of the time you don't. But that doesn't mean you're not making results. It's important. So make sure you remember that. Next myth. You can shape a muscle. So you can't shape a muscle. So your genetics determine the shape of a muscle. So, you know, unless you go on surgery or whatever, you can't change the shape of your muscle. Uh, that's why a lot of people have amazing looking bodies when they're lean. And 
for a bodybuilder now and then there's other bodybuilders who get just as lean and they look very different you know and they just got different genetics different muscle shapes and nothing you can do about it so there's no point comparing at all another myth is you can tone a muscle i don't like the word tone because ugh, it's just a weird word i don't know where it's come from but your muscle can only shrink or grow in size guys and if you want it to look more lean in terms of that's what you mean by tone i believe you want to look tone so you want more definition to get more definition, you essentially have to lose body fat. I mean, you can gain a muscle and keep the same body fat, and then your body fat percentage would be different. However, I think it's very different, very difficult to look leaner unless you drop body fat percentage. So when you mean I want to tone a muscle, what you really want to be looking at and saying is, I want to do strength training to maintain muscle mass or gain a bit of muscle, but I also want to be in a deficit with a high-protein diet to ensure I don't lose muscle. I lose body fat and therefore I'll get a lower body fat percentage and I will look leaner and uh, that's what we mean by tone I believe another myth is the more sets you do the better each of us has an optimal training volume okay um, we've got to find out what that is but typically say now we're looking at 12 to 12 24 sets per muscle group per week is 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 said to be the, the Goldilocks zone, essentially. So what does that mean? So if you did three sets on your legs, your quads, and you did, four, you did three sets and four exercises, that's 12 sets on the quads, and you do that once a week, happy days. You can go up to Dublin, and you can do legs again in another part of the week, but you don't have to do too much, right? And what's important as well is actually the, the, the best rest period... The longer the rest period, the better, if you're looking for strength and muscle growth. And now, there kind of is an argument where some powerlifters and strength, um, people who do strength training as a real focus, they will rest three to five minutes p- between the big sets, and that's fine. But we've got time schedules to get to a, to a deer, to a deer. Is it a deer? Or a dare? <laughs> a dare too. Um, and, you know, one to two minutes is fine. But don't be worried if you need to take more than a minute rest be- between each sets, okay? You know, don't feel forced. Oh, I'm not ready, you know. Sometimes it's better to recover, get that two-minute rest in so you can hit that set better. You know, if you do three sets, for example, you did set one with 100K, set two, you had a minute rest, you did 80K, and then set three, you did a minute rest, you did 70K, okay, because your rest period is only a minute, that total volume is less than if you give yourself two to three minutes and you hit 100k three times for three sets, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes you need to find, those. some some of you might feel one minute's plenty, I think that's fine, some of you might be like, you know, two minutes. Um, high intensity interval training is superior to low intensity steady state cardio, pretty much the same guys, that is the, the um, afterburn as they call it from high intensity interval training was massively exaggerated and it was like less less than 100 calories difference they said you'd burn you'd burn fat for 24 hours after a workout and it's like that kind of effect was so small it didn't even it, it's not significantly the, the number is not worth mentioning basically so don't worry about high intensity low intensity just do what you like train for strength train for performance whatever it is just do what you like um Another myth is you need to stretch before you work out. When you're doing weight training, this is not necessarily true. You might want to do some like rotator cuff work if you're doing upper body and you might want to get your heart rate up and blood flow in. But, you you know, doing static stretching can actually hamper workout performance. Um, 
so you don't want to stretch too much before doing weights guys right so make sure you do that um i can't build muscle or lose weight because i've bad genetics you know this is this is a myth guys genetics does not overpower energy in versus energy out and and all that stuff um another myth is squats are bad for your back definitely not if you're doing the right form and you're building up gradually over time very safe and squat is an amazing exercise uh, squats are bad for your knees is another myth uh, when they're done correctly they actually help with knee injuries that are determined for knee injuries if you do them properly and do them with gradual increase in weight um high rep high rep sets make you more toned you know that some personal trainers will tell you to do like high reps for for fat loss and then low reps and all that it's just a myth guys you know you want to be in the 6 to 12 rep range for strength training and some people go 3 to 3 to 3 to 8 for for optimal strength training but if you if you think 6 to 12 good form you know the tempo's good happy days you know doing 20 to 25 reps isn't going to make you burn more fat or make the muscles more torn it's just a myth that pts have been spreading for many many years um another myth women should train differently to men it's not true it's not true guys no way train the same um yeah <laughs> this <laughs> this myth is funny once you stop training your muscle turns into fat you can't turn fat into muscle and muscle doesn't turn into fat guys okay so don't worry about it um there's a fat loss mode when doing cardio the, all the machines say is you're in fat burning zone there isn't okay there isn't a specific fat burning zone but you might use fat as energy certain stuff the fat burning is gotta look at the language um and then doing bicep curls and tricep extensions and stuff will help you burn more arm fat you know one study had 104 people trained one arm for 12 weeks while the subjects lost fat the workouts did not increase fat loss in the trained arm showing that you can't spot reduce arm fat through exercise oh is that an, is that enough training myths for you today guys you know hopefully that's enough for you today there's there is actually more there's a lot more but i thought i'd uh, give you that now as you're all trying to get into the training and stuff like that but um yeah get your one big thing done today you know make sure you know what your one big thing does forget about the weekend i don't there's no need there's no there's no need to complain about it there's no need to be sad about it it's happened it's done there's no need to attach things to it i overate my macros full stop i had too much alcohol full stop it's, that's it let's move on so today what's your one big thing what's that thing you will do today just that one thing that will make it a success no matter if anything else happens you know remember i'll say it all the time commit to less and you'll complete more and you feel a lot better as well because you you you're focusing on the things that matter you could do a 20 thing to-do list and they're all small tasks that don't do anything it's just in a form of procrastination you know just get that one big thing done one a day that'll change your life change your life so guys i'm gonna love you and leave you on this voice note i hope you enjoyed the, the good weather in the last weeks or two i think it's turning again but we have gone a, a cl- an hour forward which means now we've got more light which is happy happy days for us in the evening so we can go on more even scroll strolls strolls um but i'll see you on the radio guys remember live one day at a time if we can do it today we can do it tomorrow but we won't even worry about it now so enjoy yourself and i'll speak to you all soon <laughs>